I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. And welcome everyone to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in each week. You can always go to capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon to join the conversation. You can call or text the Rapid Fire line, which is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can also leave a message if we're not live when you call, and we will play that on the air or at least answer your question. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms or the social media platforms. We don't have any social media platforms, but our handle is at Cape Gunworks on most of the usual suspects like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, except for Instagram, which has completely nuked our account, which had eight years worth of work on it. And I'm still a little bitter about that. And I am still not giving up, even though they told me it is irreversible for too many, you know, violations of their community, you know, terms of use agreement, which they can't point to one because I don't violate their terms of use. So anyway, I, uh, I'm still trying to get that resurrected. But in the meantime, follow us on our backup account on Instagram. It's CGW underscore backup. We took the evil word of gun right out of the equation and just said cgw underscore backup hoping to slip through the algorithm algorithmic cracks of the metaverse so (laughs) hopefully you can find us there and you'll be able to like us subscribe share comment and tell your friends and family foes and enemies all about our pages and our content and hopefully you'll find something you like there that'll at least entertain you or put you to sleep, whichever the case might be. We're okay with either, as long as you're following us there. So anyway, this is a two-way radio slash podcast where we talk all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And in case you've been completely hiding under a rock, there's a lot of talk out there about guns these days. So we're, you know, three-week anniversary of that Uvalde shooting, um, But you know what's interesting is there's not a lot of talk about the good guys with guns that end mass shootings or the good girls with guns that end the mass shooting threat. Like right after the Uvalde shooting, I think it was two days later in Charleston, West Virginia, there was a woman who was able to shoot and kill a guy who showed up with an AR-15 in a neighborhood and was shooting into a graduation party. Obviously, just random shooting. I don't know what the deal was that caused them to shoot there, but a mother or a woman with a concealed carry permit was able to engage the shooter and shoot him dead. 
and probably save a whole lot of lives. And then a couple days ago, we read about a school resource officer who interacted with a person trying to break into a school while children were present. And I have zero idea what the whole scenario was. They've been very tight-lipped about it. And also, the news hasn't reported on it. But he ended up uh, engaging with this guy and shooting him dead as well. So a school resource officer uh, may or may not have saved lives that day. I don't know. I wish I had more information. But they don't want to talk about that on the news. There's zero news coverage. In fact, if you look at the news about the guy who was caught with a pistol, a knife, a crowbar, and apparently intent to kill Justice Kavanaugh and then commit suicide afterwards, all of the major news networks on Sunday morning news shows had a contribution of exactly zero minutes of coverage on that news story. And it's like, why in the world wouldn't wouldn't that... And that, you know, is a good success for law enforcement to have um, caught this guy before he could have caused harm. The other crazy thing is that the floor of the Senate and the House wanted to... There were people who wanted to propose legislation to give the Supreme Court justices extra protection or at least the same type of protection as like the Capitol Police or something like that. I didn't read exactly into the uh, nuance of it, but they voted no after an attempt was made on the life of Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, and they said, okay, we definitely need to do something and give them some extra protection. There's 37 representatives that voted no against that. And it's like, what in the world is going on? Um, so, you know, we'd love to hear what you think about all that. So call or text 508-444-2120, 508-444-2120. And uh, what do you think about that? But the big news of the day is the fact that gun rights groups, um, I'm sorry, uh, senators have now acknowledged that they have a 60-vote minimum to get, quote-unquote, gun control passed. Um, And it's interesting how I read today that the minority leader, McConnell, is going to sign on as well based on the text he's seen or some of the stuff. So nothing's actually been written or released yet. I'm sure they're working on the language of it right now. Um, but the the fact of the matter is they are going to have the votes to pass something, allegedly, if everything they've all agreed on these closed-door meetings to take away your rights has succeeded um, then they'll put the language in there and they will get it get it done, is, is what they're saying. The interesting thing, um, and do you have those cuts ready to go? Uh, why don't you go ahead and play uh, the cut from Senator John Corrin um, on the floor yesterday? Or, yeah. For example, proposals on universal background checks, assault weapon bans, for 18 to 21-year-olds, mandatory waiting periods, 
21-day waiting period for purchases of all firearms for 18 to 21-year-olds, high-capacity magazine bans, unconstitutional mandatory safe storage requirements of all firearms in homes, licensing requirements for purchasing an assault weapon, chemical pen criminal penalties for negligent storage of firearms in home, and low mens re. Uh, that's a criminal state of mind standard for straw purchasing and trafficking firearms. All of these had been proposed by either President Biden or many of our Democratic colleagues and were not included in the statement of principles that was agreed to by 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats. We knew including any of these components would jeopardize our ability to get a deal. So what you heard was the laundry list of things that were proposed that were kicked out ultimately. So what Corin is saying here, and then I love how he tucks in at the end. We, we knew we couldn't get a deal done if any of these things were in it. So what is he saying? He's saying we wish we could have tucked these in as part of the deal, but we'll talk more about that on the other side. We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you use this week's code TARGET at capegunworks.com, you will get a special discount code on all of your online orders. It's not just for today, it's for the whole week. So go to capegunworks.com and use the code TARGET to get a very special discount on your entire order today. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. And welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And before the break, we were talking about John Corrin's uh, speech on the Senate floor a couple days ago on uh, mental health, school safety, and, yes, gun control. Because it sounds like the one or two areas that are definitely going to be tucked in as far as gun control is concerned is going to be the red flag laws. And the unfortunate thing about this is I probably agree with a lot of the stuff that they're talking about, the mental health side of things, um, the hardening of schools, the 
money spent there for school resource officers, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that they want to tag that or piggyback it on something that will fundamentally change. Um, I know 19 states have already done it, but fundamentally change the uh, rights of Americans and, you know, under the 14th Amendment of those who are residents here, um, it'll change. It, it changes so much fundamentally the due process of um, how, you know, our constitutional protection of due process. You know that the government can't even charge you with a crime. It has to be a jury of your peers. I sat on a federal grand jury that was impaneled for a year and a half. Um, and we met every week and heard evidence to whether or not there was probable cause to indict somebody. And we took that job very seriously. I did. And all of my jurors, fellow jurors, took it very seriously. But here's the the thing. With the red flag laws, the government gets the end around. Now, all of a sudden, they don't have to go by a grand jury, which can be expensive. It can be labor intensive. They got to have facts. They got to have evidence. And they got to present it to juries of the jurors of the peers. Um, now, they can just say, with very shaky evidence, basically, as somebody has reasonable suspicion to think that something might happen. So now all of a sudden, under somebody's reasonable suspicion, that's now the bar that we have to hurdle in order to deprive somebody of their life and liberty and property. Because in some cases, people will be arrested. Some cases, people will have their uh, Fourth Amendment rights violated and have their house uh, searched. Um, Hopefully, they have to get a search warrant to do that under this, but... I don't know. You know, I, I we'll see how what the final text is. Uh, but and then ultimately, their property seized, and you don't have a right to your to um, an attorney. Even in this case, like you're not given counsel, uh, you're kind of presumed guilty instead of innocent. You have to prove your innocence, which is going to cost money. You're going to have to hire an attorney, and now the burden of proof is on you to prove your innocence. If somebody just fraudulently Uh, says that, you know, they think you might because you're a gun owner and you have an NRA sticker and you got to, you know, make America great hat on. Now, all of a sudden, they feel uncomfortable with you in their neighborhood and they're afraid that you're going to do something. That's, you know, ridiculous. But that's really what the standard could could ultimately be like. What if it's somebody in a hardware store and you're reaching up for the box of screws on the top shelf and your shirt goes up and they see your everyday carry and they don't like guns and so they see that you have a gun on your hip and now they're scared for their safety and they call the police and red flag you right there like i i think uh the pew pew jew uh yehuda raymer on instagram yesterday said it best that he thinks there's going to be so much of an abuse of this red flag law that it'll ultimately um become like the boy who cried wolf and law enforcement will ultimately stop even following up on it. So there's tools already in place. If there is a credible threat for them to take care of, like obviously they took care of the guy who was going to, um, attempt the life of Brett Kavanaugh. So if there's a credible threat, police have all the tools they need. This 
is a new level of violation as far as your rights are concerned. The red flag laws, as I see them, are a violation of the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, because in some cases it might just be speech that makes someone feel uncomfortable and therefore it you know feels that they should red flag somebody. The Fourth Amendment, we already talked about that. There's probably going to be um, unlawful searches and seizures or unlawful seizures of uh, property without due process. And the Fifth Amendment, uh, you know, your due process rights, et cetera, et cetera, being able to have counsel and being able to um, confront your accuser, uh, to be able to have discovery and see what kind of evidence they're talking about. None of that happens now. They jump right to the take the guns away, ask the questions later. And um, not to mention the 14th Amendment, because we extend the civil liberties and civil rights of Americans to resident aliens, whether they're uh, citizens or not. So it's definitely a violation of the 14th Amendment as well. So the I see a system that will be ripe for abuse, and will it move the needle at all? I don't know, but I don't know if it's necessary to... Um, I don't know if it's necessary to give up all of our freedom and our civil rights in order to, uh, you know, have our police be able to do their job. I don't think that should ever be the discussion. I think it should be we have rules, we have laws, we have a constitution that separates us from every other country in the world. But let me know what you think on this. Am I way off on this? Am I right on the money? 508-444-2120, 508-444-2120. You can call, text, or leave a message. Um, the interesting thing about it is 19 states do have red flag laws already. New York is one of them. We had the Buffalo shooter um, who was able to pass a background check, was able to um, go out and buy firearms even after confessing to a teacher that he was going to shoot people and kill himself. And they, you know, we keep hearing if he sees something, say something, which he, this teacher did. They reported him to the FBI and he was allegedly interviewed or, you know, um, assessed and then uh, uh, given the all clear and was able to Go ahead and purchase these guns a year later and commit a mass shooter shooting event that he told people he was going to do. So, you know, that to me is proof that we don't want all our eggs in one basket. And that is that we give government so much power that they are now saying, we're going to take care of you. You don't need, um, you know, no right is absolute. You're not going to need the Second Amendment. Look at what Justin Trudeau said the other day. Let's look at the two-year genesis of things in Canada. Two years ago, they wanted to ban semi-automatic rifles and did. Then during lockdown time, they had the truckers go to Ottawa and stay there and kind of put their flags in the ground and say, you know, we're not leaving until you give us our rights back. And they said, all right, guys, you, you did your job. You came here, you shut us down for two weeks. You put on a nice little display. You waved the flag. You played some music. It's time to go home. 
And when they refused, they started seizing bank accounts. They started seizing assets. They started to make their life miserable by shutting and seizing their assets. They arrested the organizer of the event. They they had no due process. They had no um, rights, basically, to stand on. The government was able to just run roughshod over their rights. And the the government announced a couple of weeks ago, Justin Trudeau, that it is time to end handgun ownership as well. And they he basically said the other day that, Canadians have a right to hunt and for sporting purposes only. They can own a long gun for those purposes, but you do not have a right for to use a gun for self-defense. That made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And you look at uh, Australia, there was a guy who um, noticed the farmer next door was had a home invasion and people were being harmed. They... They actually killed the occupants of that farmhouse and then came to his uh, f- to his farm next and he was ready for them because he had a shotgun for wildlife control around his farm and he shot the intruders. Guess what? He's in jail. He's in jail today because he defended himself with a firearm after they took guns away and said, you don't have a right to use a gun for defensive purposes. And I'm sa- I'm kind of sorry to say it, but there's American politicians today that look at Australia and say, we need Australia-style gun control. They look at Justin Trudeau, who's able to univer- unilaterally ban semi-automatic weapons and also propose re- regulations and lo- laws that'll ban and freeze the ownership and proliferation of S- Second Amendment rights, I mean, uh, of handguns. And they're jealous of that centralized power. They're jealous of that um, ability to change something as powerful as the Second Amendment. They, they actually look at that and they're a little bit jealous. And we've had uh, politicians even say stuff like that. Uh, I remember when Obama said, look, I'm not a king. I can't just make these laws all on my own. He was lamenting that fact. You know, but I think that the founders were brilliant in their uh, equal powers of justice, you know, equal powers under the Constitution that each branch is co-equal and can hold each other in check. And if if that has a serious breakdown, we're in serious trouble. But there are, I think, politicians in America that are jealous of that level of power, especially after the two years of um, power that's been given to the local governments. Anyway, remember to use this week's code TARGET at capegunworks.com and get a special discount on your web orders. That's code TARGET, T-A-R-G-E-T. It's good for the whole week. So go to capegunworks.com right now to get your special discount using the code TARGET. We have Keith Langer next. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. 
we've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. As always, we do on almost every show, we have a frequent guest on the show, Attorney Keith Langer. How are you today? I'm fine this afternoon, and how are things this lovely day down on the Cape? They are beautiful. It is a gorgeous day, and people are coming into Cape Gunworks and, you know, spending their money. There's a lot of talk these days of banning guns and magazines and everything else, and I think people are uh, a little bit nervous about that. I, you know, maybe rightfully so, maybe not, but there's tons of talk every day. Guns are in the news and it's almost like a fire hose. And the one thing that is really bugging the heck out of me is as we come to the end of this current uh, Supreme Court session, I know the Supreme Court still needs to churn out a whole bunch of decisions. And one of them is the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin on the whole issue of May issue and uh, restrictions to whether or not you can get a license to buy a gun. Um, As I was thinking about this, with everything being at an elevated state, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, A, when we might see a decision, not that you have a crystal ball, but B, do you think that we are now in a more politically charged environment so that when the decision finally does come down, whichever side doesn't like the decision uh, will, you know, it could be like, should they have come down with it two months ago instead of after, you know, the last few weeks of events and all this talk about gun control? What's your take on that? Well, Lord only knows what the arcane machinations are in issuing a Supreme Court decision. They've got their own schedule, and it's difficult to ascertain what decisions will come down when. I suspect they have been thoroughly derailed 
with the leak on the abortion decision. Mm. I suspect that is cause for a great deal of suspicion and acrimony, which is not what you want when you're trying to craft decisions, especially in something as contentious as firearms rights. Right. So the bottom line is, who knows when they'll get to it? As to whether this benefits us, not in the least, because now we've had a rash of mass murders, Uvalde and Buffalo being the two obvious ones, but there was one in Maryland, and there was gang shooting in Philadelphia, which is a class unto itself, but will still be classified as a mass shooting, Mm. even though there are multiple gunmen in in firefight. And all that whips everybody into a frenzy and makes it more difficult to render an intelligent, carefully crafted, and well-reasoned decision. So do you think that the, all these events of the past few weeks or months have, will cha- could potentially change certain uh, justices' opinion of a certain matter? Or do you think it's, um, you know, they look at it as law is law and, you know, they're not as easily swayed by the political machinations of, you know, whatever's going on out there? Well, the law is the law wing, the Scalia-Thomas wing, is a minority. Mm. You've always got the swing vote and the rash of killings and the public outrage and the demand that something be done uh, could very well make it difficult to issue a proper decision, i.e. one that says you're infringing a fundamental right by subjecting it to arbitrary and capricious whims of a licensing authority. That would be more difficult to get now. You're probably going to get a scaling back of that sort of language to give more wiggle room to the state to impose reasonable conditions. Mm. And we all know how that works here. Yeah. Well, it's it's a scary thought, if you ask me, to, you know, wait until things... Yeah, you know, I don't know. It seems like, you know, the the longer things drag on, the worse it gets, you know, for either side, in my opinion, because, you know, or, or if they come down in opposition to, uh, you know, what gun rights advocates think should happen, does that mean we're all second guessing that because of everything we just talked about like oh they are only coming down like this because of politics instead of what's actually written in the constitution and how our constitutional rights should be applied etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and conversely you know if they come down on the side of you know the constitution and gun rights advocates then the the opposite side the every town the you know uh, the whatever the governor's the mayor's group there the Bloomberg heads up and uh, all the other gun control groups are gonna you know hit the moon because they're calling for gun control left and right now all of a sudden the Supreme Court has this landmark decision that uh, it makes it easier to buy a gun so you know I think by waiting it's really brought it into a worse position for either side, in in my opinion. Well, every day that goes by is another day when you can have a potential 
crimes such as we've dealt with the past month, and it gets more attention. Mm-hmm. So the ducking the issue doesn't make it any better. And I'm not saying they're ducking the issue. They may well be involved with uh, putting out the wildfire from the abortion leak and in light of current events, making it more difficult to get what we would consider a constitutionally sound decision. It makes it that much more difficult to get a consensus because you want a solid consensus of the Supreme Court if you're going to negate a statute that's been on the books throughout a century. Right. Over 125 years ago, Finley Peter Dunn wrote, quote, the Supreme Court follows the election returns. Well, guess what? They read newspapers, too. Yeah, yeah it's, that's uh, extremely unsettling as we wait for the Supreme Court of the land to rule on something as fundamental as our right to keep and bear arms. It looks to me like, go ahead, what were you going to say? A couple of days ago, I was uh, part of a, I was in a seminar given by judges and DAs and others on using the Massachusetts Constitution to protect your client's rights. Mm. And of course, there's a question and answer session. So I sent in a very specific question, which was, given that the Supreme Court has acknowledged the obvious, i.e. that the Second Amendment protects a fundamental right, and given that the Massachusetts Constitution has a similar clause, Article 17, as I recall, and given that the definition of militia is almost verbatim identical in both federal and state law, how is it the Supreme Court is recognizing firearms rights as fundamental and protecting them, while Massachusetts courts ignore those decisions and subject us to the ridiculous things that we saw in the first Catano decision? A decision so poorly reasoned that the Supreme Court dismissed it without even hearing, granted certiorari, and reversed and remanded it. And they did not have any specific answer. However, one judge opined that the Supreme Court decision in this New York state case could well have national ramifications for many issue states like Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm looking at their calendar right now. Uh, Today was an opinion issuance day. And I don't see another one on the calendar for the rest of the month. Monday's a holiday, uh, I guess, now. And um, next Wednesday, they have blank. So they have uh, Tuesday as a order list issuance day and Wednesday as a conference day. But I don't see any more opinion issuance days for the rest of the month on the schedule. And I don't know about July. Their calendar isn't showing anything there. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll see something at some point, but I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, I know it's usually well, Mondays and Wednesdays. All I can say is don't hold your breath because you know what they say about watched pots. Mm, yeah, I hear you. It, it's disappointing, but on the other hand, uh, your your advice is correct. <laughs> I probably would, you know, die of uh, asphyxiation if I tried to hold my breath waiting for this decision. It's too bad that uh, it comes to this, but sometimes we end up 
in this position where we're relying on a court to make things right. And that usually takes way too long in order to do it. So it's better if the bad law is never written in the first place. Um, what are your thoughts quickly? I know we got to go, but quickly uh, on the attempt at uh, Justice Kavanaugh's life and the lack of news coverage about it. Well, we saw this a couple of years ago. Remember the loon who traveled from, I think it was Ohio, all the way to D.C. to shoot up Republican congressmen in a um, inter-party softball game? Yeah. You don't hear much about that. Right. But you hear all the other news. Uh, you hear about the criminal use of guns that are uh, involving media-friendly victims, mm -hmm. which is to say not Republican congressmen. Had they gone after Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was alive, had they gone after Justice Sotomayor, I think you'd see a lot more coverage of it. I think it would be wall-to-wall -wall cable news networks with panels of talking heads and guests and former FBI and former you know, CIA and Secret Service and, and everything else, but I digress. Maybe they uh, are just silently sad that the guy didn't succeed and they'd have another crack at the Supreme Court bench, but I don't know. Well, that is the problem, that you commit these crimes and you inspire all the copycats, all the wannabes, all the me-toos, I want my glory. Mm. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's, uh, it's definitely a scary uh, time that we live in, especially with the un, you know, lack of willpower to to um, put violent criminals away for long periods of time unfortunately but well we're starting to see backlash there they recall that uh invertebrate district attorney out in california you saw that last mm -hmm. week people are trying to stand up and and say enough of this you're supposed to be protecting us not the criminals. Right. Now, if they can get that mindset going in New York City, maybe they can do something intelligent instead of oppressing legal citizens, right. lawful, obedient citizens. How can people find you, Keith, if they want, want to look you up? Well, easiest thing is just run my name through the search engine, Keith Langer, K-E-I-T-H-L-A-N-G-E-R, or call the office, 508-384-8692, or go to the website, AGLangerLaw.com. Awesome. We thank you for joining us as always. And we're headed for a break, but before we go, you should head over to CapeGunworks.com and use this week's special discount code TARGET. We'll be right back. We have Ryan next, so you don't want to miss out. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today.
May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm glad to be joined right now on the phone with Ryan Hoover from uh, the PDN Network and the training tour. So go ahead, Ryan, tell everyone who you are and what you do. Um, Yeah, this is Ryan Hoover. I'm uh, I'm the owner and and creator of Fit to Fight. Um, We're kind of a worldwide training organization, Um, travel all over the world. Uh, teaching people how to deal with violence, basically. Um, and Fairbanks, Alaska, right now, um, here all week, teaching a law enforcement and military course. Um, and we're traveling and teaching a ton um, as part of PDN. Nice. So it sounds like you're a busy man. You're out doing a lot of uh, good, making the world a better place, teaching people how to defend themselves. What's the What's the class you've been teaching mostly, or you know, is it all over the map? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Um, a lot of confined spaces, a lot of um, our course called Edge of Reality, which is dealing with knife defense. Um, we're, we've got a several active killer defense workshops coming up. Um, we're doing, um, like I said, I'm in Alaska now. We've been in uh, Kentucky, uh, Pennsylvania, Missouri the last couple of weeks. I still have Orlando, Houston, Myrtle Beach, Ohio. Um, coming up um and some of those will be our firearms course which we're where we use the next level cert pistols um for those classes which they're they've been an awesome sponsor for pdn as well yeah that's great we we've started to introduce uh cert pistols in some of our training as well and it certainly makes it um you know a whole lot better for safety reasons if you're not on a live fire range and also if you're just trying to teach you know some of the basics around pistols and still get that feedback i think they're a great training tool yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a great tool we use it in our fire, our level one firearm course and then we also use it in our active killer uh course because while most of it is unarmed we show some armed portions and the cert is great for letting people know that that think that just shoot an active killer when you know there's school kids running around or church members or theater goers or whatever, the cert gives you that instant feedback of that laser to let you know maybe that shot wasn't going to go where you thought it was. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a great point, and that's excellent uh, feedback and important for that class. Um, to You know, obviously there's a degradation of your skill under that level of stress anyway, right? Um, so, Absolutely. So even in the class environment, you'd probably still have to plan for a little bit of degradation on top of that in a realistic live fire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We run, we run drills where, you know, we, we fatigue them a little bit, get them running around, get the other people running around. We play loud gunfire to kind of simulate, um, 
a shooter in the in the building in the room and you know we've had high level competition shooters come for, through that course for the unarmed portion and leave actually in the Q&A afterwards thanking us because they realized they weren't prepared on the on the firearm side for that kind of event either mm, yeah this is very different yeah definitely i agree um so you have some spots in your schedule coming up are there still yeah. openings in those um, classes? I, I think I think every course we have still has openings. Um, we're most of the, the venues we're going to are pretty large. Uh, like we're the Houston courses we're doing confined spaces and family protection and a coach course as well, and it's a large facility. Um, so yeah, most of most of the places we're going have have kind of high end capacity for. Um, participation and we always bring multiple coaches so yeah if anybody's looking to train they can find us at fitthefight.com and get registered and we're kind of all over the country um in the next couple of months nice so fitthefight.com is your website can they also book a class or find you through the pdn network yes yes they can. The, uh, i think it's just pdntraining.com maybe yeah pdntraining.com awesome and uh we really appreciate you being with us, Ryan. Um, I know you're doing a lot of good work out there and uh, helping make the world a better place by teaching people how to defend themselves. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in these days that we have to take personal defense very serious. But we'll definitely look forward to having you on the show again. So uh, don't be a stranger. and Maybe we can host you one of these days. All right. Make sure you take a private lesson, get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Test out different guns or book one now at kategunworks.com forward slash privates. We will be back after this. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Liu. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your two-way talk show that 
focuses on guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Remember to text your questions or call in anytime, 508-444-2120. And I need to get to those questions in this segment because we're running out of time quick. That's why it's rapid fire. But before we do that, I want to read to you the letter that I wrote to my senators and my representative here in Massachusetts, my U.S. rep. And I also called them and basically said the same thing, uh, which you can find a video of on YouTube. But I basically said I am writing or I substituted calling you today to urge you to abide by your sworn oath of office in which you promise to uphold the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Any overt attempt to change the constitutional rights afforded to us by our creator is a domestic threat to our American civil rights. The oath that you took to uphold such rights should not be taken lightly, and it should also carry the weight of remembrance upon the price our founders paid to acknowledge those inalienable rights. The pending legislation for the red flag laws is a violation of the First, Second, Fourth, Fifth, and Fourteenth Amendment. Support for this assault on our rights would be a violation of your oath of office, and at no time should our rights be up for negotiation. There are many ways we can have a conversation about how to fix the problems with mass shooting events without gutting or further infringing upon our civil rights or laying the blame at the feet of those not responsible. I urge you to reach down into your soul and to have the integrity to maintain your oath of office and protect our Constitution from all those who wish to fundamentally change this great country we call home and so many who look to as the only beacon of light left in a very dark world. Yours truly, Toby Leary. So... That's what I said. You guys can take it and make it your own in some way, shape, or form. I'm not going to be offended. Plagiarism's the highest form of flattery. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm going to get to your questions, but we can also talk about that if you want. And uh, let's let's start here. There's a ton of them, Fast and Furious, so I'm going to try to go quick. Um, why is Congress hell-bent on making more gun control that doesn't work? Why are they talking about Aren't they talking about educating people on firearms? I say that's $40 billion that would be well spent. Uh, I agree with that, never over. I think it's kind of rhetorical. Uh, another rhetorical question is Toy Town says, this is a good distraction. What else is actually going on? And I, I say exactly. Uh, he also says that I don't think they have the votes. It's a paper tiger ploy. I can only hope so, but I don't think that is the case um, with the red flag laws. I do think they're going to push that down and that has some of the most um, far-reaching implications than even like a magazine ban which could easily be reversed but it gives power to the government where they don't have power so that's why I oppose it so vehemently Um, Jeff says sorry I'm late what did I miss (laughs) you're gonna have to hit the rewind button Jeff Um, do I and spell in error says do you think U.S. long uh, law-abiding citizens will ever be able to own 30-round magazines that are not pre-banned in Massachusetts. And if you're getting in specifically to banned states, I do not believe that a banned state will ever just come up with, oh, yeah, we were infringing on your rights, so here you go. Now you can have standard capacity magazines. I, I think once they've restricted our rights and they love the power that goes along with that, that they are never going to back down on that unless there's a Supreme Court ruling. I hope that's the case. Um, Joe from the email says, in 96, I pled out to a second offense OUI in Salem District Court. I've been told for years that I cannot be issued a license to carry. I had no idea that decision would preclude me from obtaining an LTC. 
I have been sober for over 26 years, but because of the potential jail time was more than two years in a lifetime. It's a lifetime ban. My friend listens all the time and suggested you may have some advice. Um, I do have some advice, Joe. The only advice I can give you is not good advice, I'm sure, but um, or it's not what you want to hear, but it's the only thing I can actually think of for you to do, and that would be hire a good lawyer and try to get the case reopened um, because that is a definite lifetime ban here in Massachusetts. Duncan says a 2A group uh, like Hold My Gun or Walk the Talk America are doing great work and linked to our mental health with responsible gun ownership. Um, and they are more after our rights. I think he means the gun ad- control advocates are more after our rights, not improving resources. I would agree with that. Both those groups are doing phenomenal work. And Never Over says the only way I would support red flag laws if there was one, a half a million dollar fine for false reports. Two, five-year mandatory minimum sentence for a false report. And three, make it a felony charge for falsifying a report. I would agree with that, but I had a lawyer call the Grace Curley Show when I was on last week that really brought something into perspective. And he said, it is so hard to prove that somebody falsifying a report did so with intent, you know, that, and the, the standard is so low. In other words, if the bar is reasonable suspicion... That person's like, well, I reasonably suspected that they were about to do something. And how do you prove that they knew that they weren't and that they <laughs> that they uh, did it anyway? They falsified the, or they red flagged that person anyway. That's going to be a really bad threshold. So I agree with you on the stiff penalties for false reporting, but it's not going to ever be enforced because it's impossible to prove. It would cost a... a bucket ton of money in order to do that. G-Web says it's an attempt to establish a precedent to lose rights as a result of an act of a single criminal. Um, yes, I, I agree with that. And I've said it for years that um, you don't blame the responsible people for the crimes of, you know, those who are irresponsible. You don't ever punish the people who aren't the problem for the act of the people who are the problem. It doesn't make sense. You wouldn't use that logic in any other area of life because it just doesn't make sense. You don't make it harder to purchase a car because somebody steals one and uses it in a crime. You don't make it harder for sober drivers to to buy a car to fight drunk driving. No, we always hold the person who commits the crime responsible, except when it comes to guns. And I saw a meme today that says we only hold cops who use guns responsible for their actions. Uh, We don't, you know, all of a sudden if a criminal commits an act of violence with a gun, then it's the gun's fault. So there you have it. They want it every which way to Sunday. California just passed a law removing the requirement for schools to report concerns over students to the PD. I did see that. California is on the wrong side of history in so many ways. We could have a whole show dedicated to that. Um, (laughs) Chris is saying, if you spend too much time and money at Cape Gunworks, you could get red flagged by your spouse. Oh, no. We don't want that to happen. Um, Anyway, we'll get to more of your questions on the other side. If If I didn't get to it on the first hour... It's always the second hour. I apologize. This is a fast-moving segment. Lots of news to get to still in the second hour. So if you can't hear it on the radio, make sure you get it on the podcast. And thank you for tuning in. 
Remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at capegunworks.com and click on the rapid fire icon. Call or text the rapid fire line 508-444-2120. You can ask questions and check out some of our online content. Freedom's always going to be on the right side of history. So we will see you next time or on the other side. Stay tuned and God bless. I'm Toby Leary and this is Rapid Fire. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today.
Welcome everyone to Rapid Fire, a two-way talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in at kategunworks.com each week. You can click on the Rapid Fire icon to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble. The only place it's not at Cape Gunworks is on Instagram, which we are trying to get our account restored after a month of futile trying. That is CGW underscore backup. So if you want to be up to date with all of our relevant content, make sure you follow us on each of those social media platforms. And remember to defeat the evil algorithm. I need you to help out by liking, subscribing, sharing, and commenting on each of our posts. It'll make it more fun, too, to have you guys weigh in. Before the break, we were talking all about, um, you know, what's going on. I was getting your questions. I'm going to power through a few more of those. And then um, I'm going to jump over to some other news of the day. So uh, from the text line, I have... I went in for fingerprints at the PD in headquarters about a year ago, and I'm wondering if you get notified if you're denied. Also, is there a list of mass-compliant long guns? Thank you. Um, there definitely is a weird list of mass-compliant long guns that is not comprehensive. If you go to the assault weapons ban page, you can see what guns you can buy, um, and it's certainly not comprehensive, but... They did make some lame attempt at making a list of guns you can buy. Um, But you definitely should be given a letter of denial. So I would definitely call them if you've applied for your license and it's been a year. You need to rattle their cage. You might even need to contact an attorney at this point. So anyway, let's uh, follow. make sure you follow up on that. Uh, HPS says the laws they make are against the law. How do they get away with it? I, I agree with you 100%. I don't know how someone can put their hand on a Bible, raise their right hand and say, I do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. So help me God. I'm paraphrasing. but And then walk into the chambers and go ahead and vote to oppose the Constitution. It's amazing. It Fake is amazing. news. They should be like, wait a minute. Are you trying to go against the Constitution? Ah, sorry. You're gone. Like, we're recalling you immediately because you just swore an oath. That means your word is void and it's awful. It's worth nothing. It's not worth the paper. Your signature is not worth the paper it's written on. Um, let me see. KJ Max says, ha, 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 your senators, I'm sure Warren and what's his name, will throw your letter in the circular file. I commend the effort, though. I have no doubt about it. I, I guarantee you it is falling on deaf ears. But we are going to keep the pedal to the metal and we are going to continue to fight the good fight and they are going to hear from us on a regular basis and they're hopefully going to not be able to ignore it forever. Um, Toy Town says, how different must the platform be to be allowed in state? Example, Ruger SR556 or Lewis Machine and Tool, um, etc. Both the external piston and quick change barrel, not standard or normal AR platform. Um. That's a good question. Um, I'm sure you could make the argument that it is different, but at the end of the day, 
I don't think just being a piston-driven or a takedown is enough. I do think that's part of the original design, but it's not up to me at the end of the day. It's up to how much risk are you willing to take on or whatever gun store um, is going to sell the gun, how much risk are they willing to take on? Because the way the attorney general's enforcement works is they are basically levying a $10,000 fine against you to prosecute you, to fund your prosecution. And then they will take, you know, that money and uh, hire expert witnesses or whatever they're going to do to build the case against you, which is amazing if you think about it, because I don't think any other situation in law do they do that. They immediately fine you a certain amount of money in order to pay for your prosecution. That's almost double jeopardy, if you ask me. Um, I don't see how that's constitutional. Like they're saying, you're guilty and we're going to prove it with your money. <laughs> it's it's amazing, you know. But anyway, um, that is the way I see it. So what we are comfortable with is a operating system that is not interchangeable in any way, shape, or form with the AR-15. And if it's not interchangeable in any way, shape, or form, like the SIG MCX, the SIG MPX, you know, the Bren uh, 2, the Tavor, um, stuff like that, then I'm willing to sell it. The Robinson Armament XCRL is another good one. So there you got it. Um, G-Web says, one call equals 10 people with your opinion. That's interesting. Um yeah, I would say most people don't voice their opinion. And so I would also say um, that you want to follow up with an email and, you know, go to their page, their contact page, and cut and paste the body of your email into the body of that. Um, I think that's way more important than a form letter. I've said it before, like if you just can't, gather your thoughts. You just can't come to the table and write why you think it's a good idea to not have your rights violated, then yeah, okay, go ahead and use the form letter. But it seems like as of the last, um, that big ATF drop of, you know, the when it comes to the uh, homemade guns or unserialized firearms, the quote-unquote ghost guns, that they took into account the people who had written a, you know, narrative or their reasons for or against, and on both sides automatically dismissed the form letters. So even if you get a form letter, maybe modify it a little bit because you can edit the text and make it your own a little bit. So that's a good place. And that's what I said about my letter. I posted it to our Facebook page. If you want to cut and paste that and start, changing and adding and subtracting and making it your own fine i got no issue with that um i'm not i'm not uh i'm not opposed to that you know it's not like some copyrighted content i'd much rather the the letter go out and the call be made so uh let's see if i like any more you'll have to marry me (laughs) If I comment anymore, no one else will be able to and share anymore. I'll be red flagged. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> HPS will put you on a timeout. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
let's see. Uh, yeah, the Robinson XCR is a great alternative platform for us here in Massachusetts because it's not an AK, it's not an AR. It's like if the two platforms, you know, had a baby, what would it be? It's similar. I mean, I think it's the best of both worlds. And I wish that it was a better company to deal with. Um, I wish I, I have a, I don't have a phone number where I can actually talk to anyone in the company. I've ordered hundreds of their guns, never spoke to a human being on the phone. I've emailed with one person who hides behind support at Robinson armament.com or whatever. They don't, I don't know if it's male, female. I don't know if it's the guy who takes out the trash, the girl who knows what's going on or the guy who's in charge. So, (laughs) you know, really, I, I just don't know what the heck it is. And, uh, but I like the gun a lot. So anyway, we'll get back to more of your questions on the other side. And I also want to talk to you about this animal shelter in California. You're not going to believe this. So, and we want to hear from you. So call in 508-444-2120 or text. And uh, if you don't have your gun license yet, it's time to get it. We have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only classes, and couples classes. So sign up today at capegunworks.com. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and thank you for joining us. If you want to be a part of the show, you can call in or text to 508-444-2120, and we will get to your questions. We also take your questions on the live stream, so you want to make sure you go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. Get signed up to be notified when we go live, and we will get to your questions, but... Before the break, I teased out about this uh, animal shelter in California who is now not letting anybody who is a gun owner adopt a pet. So if you're not for a total abolishment of the Second Amendment, then 
you don't get a pet as of this. Uh, I'm going to try and find the article, but the um, this you know animal shelter in California. So that's how they feel about your gun rights to the point where oh, you like this puppy a lot. Oh, hey, you got any guns at home? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I uh, well, first of all, my first question would be, wait a minute, why is any of this your business? But the second question is, yeah, you know, I got a, I got a Joe Biden special. I got one of those double barrel shotguns. And uh, so, you know, just for duck hunting and, and in case my wife needs to fire a couple blasts off the side deck at night. But yeah, other than that, you know, I don't have any crazy thing like a nine millimeter handgun. I don't have any of those lung blowing rounds or anything like that. But, but well, I'm glad you fessed up, sir, and you can move along right out of this animal shelter because we're going to put this animal to death before letting you take it home, all right? We're going to send it to the gas chamber before we let you walk this, you know, dog home that doesn't have a family. We're going to keep it in this cage longer because you believe in your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. It's a true story. I wish I was making it up, but Google it. You'll you'll be shocked. Um <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, you got that going on. Um, G-Webs was also saying that uh, a friend in Missouri said that if you're going to contact your uh, Congress or senators to take a photo of your letter and then post it to social media to encourage others to get involved too. And that's exactly what I did with my letter. Um, I cut and pasted it into the post uh, on Facebook. And I haven't checked yet as to what, happened you know facebook is becoming the like i i very rarely go there anymore because when i go there i just have like elevated levels of uh blood pressure and stuff when i see um oh here we go yeah somebody's already you know responded to my post as my second grader is more important than your second amendment okay yeah here we go that's uh mothers fighting against school shootings group that's a new group. So mothers fighting against school shootings group as if, and again, their only solution is probably going to be to ban guns because heaven forbid we talk about, you know, mental health. We talk about um, hardening the target. We talk about having school resource officers. We talk about ending gun free zones. We talk about uh, teachers who would like to, uh, exercise their right to keep and bear arms, be armed at school as long as they're willing to, you know, be subject to training. Which, by the way, um, interesting statistic I heard Eric Pratt say on a national uh, TV or radio show. He said that in schools, there are a lot of private schools, there's thousands of them in America that actually do allow staff and admin to carry a gun. Uh, mostly in private schools, but there's never been a school shooting in any of those schools that allow the staff to be armed. So I think that's a pretty good track record. But yet gun-free zones are magnets for nut jobs and psychopaths and evil people who want to, you know, cause harm. But anyway, um, so that's really what it comes down to. Tell us what you think about that. You can call or text 508-444-2120, 508-444-2120. Um, it's funny how, you know, like I said about 
Facebook. I don't really go there much at all anymore, and it's become a just a triggering um, area. We use it for business, but personal page, I, I very rarely post there. And I did drop my letter to my senators um, on that page and said, feel free to copy and paste. And I also teed it up with a little bit of a narrative about how my desire in this letter wasn't to sit there and talk about the nuance of gun control. It was more to hold our um, elected officials accountable for the oath that they took. And hopefully if you've had, if you have integrity and you're willing to, uh, you know, stand up for what your, like your word, what was the word that you gave when you um, held your hand high and pledged to uphold the, um, you know, constitution of the United States. And I just hope that people would take that serious enough to say, Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I drive to the U S Capitol or I get driven there and I have, you know, security and Capitol police that keep me safe every day. And then I can go in there and vote however I want on whatever bill I want to vote on. But if someone's tying them to the oath of office that they gave, um, and even John Corrin said that when he was talking about the red flag laws on the Senate floor the other day um, and what got taken out. He said, I have a duty and an obligation to my oath of office to the Constitution. And so I needed to make sure that none of this was in there. And then he kind of lamented what some of the stuff that they took out was. And then he kind of came back as a hard, staunch supporter of the Second Amendment, but then, you know, started to opine again about how getting everybody together and it's how important it is to get a bill to the desk of um, President Biden and all this stuff. And I don't understand that. I, I know that Democrats are extremely good at keeping party line votes tight. They very rarely have a cinema or a mansion really go off the reservation. They might for one or two votes here or there. But for the most part, they can really keep their party in line. And, you know, I don't know if they threaten committees or threaten, uh, you know, some sort of uh, campaign war chest or, you know, to fight against them in the primaries or what. But they really do an amazing job at keeping their party in line. The Republicans, on the other hand, are terrible at it. They really don't have any control over it and you got the you know the mavericks of the world i remember you know that's what um john mccain was called because he would vote his conscience and you know he wouldn't he wouldn't go and take the republican money and he would vote however he wanted but at the end of the day i think that's how it should be on both sides according to what their constituents sent them to washington to do but the biggest problem with them voting their conscience is their oath of office. I don't think they should be able to violate their oath of office. I think that should be an automatic recall. If you're like, hey, I'm going to pledge to uphold the Constitution, then you're going to change the Constitution. I know changing the Constitution is possible. All right. I, I get that. It was considered a living document, but it shouldn't just be as easy as a vote on the floor. It needed, there should be a major uh, ratification. You know, if there's something that has happened in our society that constitutes changing the Bill of Rights fundamentally, um, then there needs to be a process in place for that. It shouldn't be able to be done with just a supermajority or a 
uh, simple majority for sure by the House and legislature. I believe that, uh, or the House and the Senate, excuse me, I do believe there need, needs to be a constitutional, um, you know, type of session and they can explore the implications of changing the constitution or changing the bill of rights shouldn't just be something that they can easily infringe upon, especially when the words in the constitution are shall not be infringed. Anyway, um, look at that. Uh, look at John Corrin's full video. He talks about all the things that did not make it into the final cut, which I'm happy about. The bad thing is when you tie gun control to good legislation like hardening the target, like um, school resource officers, like, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, remember to let us know what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. We're going to get back to your questions here. And uh, let's see. Um, Getting back to... uh, the letters to the senators. Cavi says, I sent an email to Elizabeth Warren asking her to fund mental health. Um, you know, mental health is something that is very interesting because we've always had mental health issues in this country. We've always had people that needed mental health attention. And for a while, we institutionalized people, which we don't do anymore. I hate to say it, but the street has become the institution for our the, the people that are suffering from the worst of the mental health. And there's a segment of people who suffer from mental health illness, not all of them, that really are a, a harm to themselves or others. For a while there, the Department of Mental Health would not link to the next section, uh, the next check of the FBI because of HIPAA violation laws. They didn't because of medical privacy. So they wouldn't tell you if you were tell the FBI next, if somebody was adjudicated as mentally um, defective. And in fact, that's why it's a question on the 4473 form. So we're relying on people not committing perjury to say, yes, I was adjudicated as mentally defective by a court. And if they don't say yes, and they were, then they're committing perjury. So the penalty of perjury on a federal 4473 form is, I think it's 10 years, $250,000 fine. But how many of them actually ever get charged with that? How many of of them, I mean, for crying out loud, Hunter Biden is still walking around taking uh, naked photos with a firearm and a prostitute. So there's a good example of how someone who doesn't get uh prosecuted for lying on a 4473 form committing perjury but anyway fake news i digress um the point of the matter is link that to nicks since we have this background check system now and force them to report then you also have law that a lot of states have made it law and i know massachusetts was one of them that they have to report felonies to the NICS FBI system. And I think it's a small percentage of states that actually do it. That Like everybody who gets charged with a felony does not necessarily get reported to NICS. So it's a broken system. It's a flawed system. And 
frankly, I think that that needs a lot of work um, if we're going to stick with it. But, you know, I don't think taking away the fundamental rights of people who have that right is in any way up for discussion or should be by the oath breakers in Washington. So we'll talk about that more on the other side and take your questions. Summer Youth Rifle Class is back. Oh, I lied. We have Chris Lozon back uh, next. So you, you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. But Summer Youth Rifle Class is back. This is one of the most highly demanded classes here at Cape Cod Works. We have six consecutive Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., where kids will learn how to shoot from multiple positions, learn how to clean and maintain their rifle, give your kids or grandkids the knowledge they need to shoot safely. Sign up at capegunworks.com and click on the click on the class calendar. We will be right back with Chris Lozon. He is a state senate candidate here in Massachusetts, so you don't want to miss out. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm really happy to have in studio with us right now is Christopher Lozon, who is Cape and Island rep- uh, candidate for state senate, correct? Yes, sir. How are you today, Chris? Very well. Thanks for having me. Chris, tell everyone what who you are and what you do and why you're running for senate real quick. Give us the elevator pitch. Give you the lowdown. Yeah. Well, like you said, my name's Chris Lozon running for state Senate in the Cape and Islands District. Um, I'm a native of Cape Cod, grew up in Marston's Mills. I'm raising my four kids in the mills now with my wife. Um, I work as an auto mechanic in the family business. Um, 
I'm concerned with the future, what it holds for my kids. I just want to try to make a difference, represent the people of the district. I feel like they don't have adequate representation right now with the current state senator. Um, And I just want to be responsive to the people and advocate for their needs. Nice. Well, obviously, you're sitting in a studio at Cape Gunworks, and we talk guns and politics as as it relates to guns. But um, what is the your stance on the Second Amendment? Like, what do you how do you feel about that? I'm pro Second Amendment, um, pretty much absolutely. I'm certainly in favor of the right to keep and bear arms. Um, it's one of our most fundamental rights. It's more important now than it has been in a long time, actually, with everything that's going on, government overreach. Um, a lot of people, when they make arguments about gun control, it's, well, you don't need an AR-15 to go hunt a deer, but that's right. not what the Second Amendment's about. Exactly. Um, yeah. So at the bottom line is it's about the people's right to keep and bear arms, and it shall not be infringed. Yeah, well, I think it's under extreme assault right now with everything going on in the news and uh we know that there's politicians that never uh pass up an opportunity to use a tragedy to further a political agenda or an ideology exactly and um one of the things that concerns me and i don't know how you feel about this i'd like to get your take on it is our founding fathers gave everything to give us this country and the form of government that we have, as well as the Bill of Rights and Second Amendment is one of those bills. It's an enumerated right that in order for them to give us what they gave us, the package that they handed us, that was America. Was it perfect? No, it's had some tweaks along the way. But it is by far the greatest experiment ever tried in world history. And they gave their lives, they gave their fortunes, they gave their families, they gave their property, everything they had to do that. Nowadays, we have politicians that put their hand on the Bible and raise their right hand. They get sworn into an uh, office and they use words like promise to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And then they march into Beacon Hill or Capitol Hill and they break that oath of office every day. They go right. up there and they want to take away these fundamental rights that they just pledged while putting their hand on a Bible and raising their right hand that they would uphold those and defend them. And yet now they have no fortune being pledged on the line. Their lives aren't on the line. Their families aren't on the line. The property isn't on their line. All it is is their words and it shows how much integrity they have that they were will so willingly go and oppose it and use words like no right is absolute, you know. Right, which is absurd. You know, our constitutional rights are absolute. And like you said, the founders fought and died for that. Um, on the Second Amendment specifically, you can look at George Washington's words. Um, the Second Amendment is ultimately a check against government, which would include our own government. It's the people's right to stand against their own government if need be, if tyranny creeps in, if the people's rights are being trampled. Um, And the oath to support and defend the Constitution, both the federal Constitution and the state of Massachusetts Constitution, that would be a solemn oath that I would take very seriously. Um, And that would be more than words to me. Um, I would stand up for those rights that are enumerated, Um, A lot of people and politicians specifically 
they look at the Constitution and look at it as a restriction on the people's rights. It's a restriction on the government's rights. Mm. It guarantees rights to the people and to the states. Um, the Ninth and Tenth, tenth Amendments specifically guarantee rights not enumerated to the people and the states, respectively. Mm. Um, and the problem is it's been reversed over the course of the last 240 years in a lot of people's minds that it's a restriction on the people, but it is a restriction on the government. And it was intentionally set up that way. Right. Like you said, our founders fought against the tyranny, um, gained us independence, and they set up, like you said, the greatest government that the world has ever known. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, people have lost sight of that, and uh, we need to refocus our attention on that. So now... Here we are, we have never been had our rights attacked more than in the last few weeks. Not to mention we live in a state that is a very anti-gun state. It has right. some of the strictest gun control laws in the country. And oftentimes politicians pride themselves on that. However, what they fail to mention, which I believe is the flip side of the coin to gun control, is that we are the most violent state in New England the neighbors to the north, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, are all constitutional carry states. They have a far lower uh, crime, violent crime rate than Massachusetts. And right. in the last year and a half, two years, violent crime in Boston, which has the most strict gun control laws, they are, they're more strict than even any other town in Massachusetts, has a 51% spike in violent crime. Right. What can we do about that? Well, it's a systemic issue, and you're correct. A lot of places with the most stringent gun control, Boston, Chicago, Detroit, a lot of these places have the worst violent crime, mm. you know, gun-related crime, so to speak. Um, so, you know, it's really a systemic societal issue that we need to address, and it's not going to be fixed overnight, but instituting more gun restrictions on law-abiding citizens is not going to solve anything. Right. That's going to make the problem worse. Yeah. Um, we need to get into these places. We need to, you know, defend our police, reestablish respect for the police in these communities, um, you know, help these people. When you look at a lot of these shootings that happen, they're deranged individuals. What happened down in Uvalde, that individual was not in his right mind, didn't have a good support network, didn't have a good life. Right. Um, you know, we need to help these people before these things happen. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is their foundation when their children, um, if they don't have that support of their family, their community, um, that's where it all starts. And, uh, you know, again... More gun laws are not going to solve any of that. Yeah, you bring up a good point, too, when you talk about school shootings, et cetera, and stuff like that, that, you know, I know we just built a new school that I graduated from in tech, uh, Cape Cod Tech down in Harwich, and I think it was a $100 million budget, right? Maybe a yep. $110 million budget. And I use this a lot on radio, but the average price of a high school football field in America is $6 million, and there's some in Texas that have reached seventy, seventy-two million dollars for a football field. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. In a high school, <laughs> and yet we never have the discussion. We make it sound like there's no money to harden the target and make schools a harder target. And there's, it's cheap money in the right. grand scheme of things for our children's sake, for the security of our children, which is our most prized possession. Right. I think the gun-free zone is an utter failure 
It is an utter failure. It has been a, it's been in since the late nineties and it is a magnet to psychopath and evil people. What, what can we do about that? You end up on the floor of the Senate in up on Beacon Hill. Can we do anything about making our politicians start to make a percentage of every new school budget or maybe even every year's budget to continually upgrade and harden the target and make it a harder target? Right. Yeah, we absolutely can do something on that um, fairly immediately. And I would agree with your sentiment, you know. In my mind, I'm a father of four kids, and in most people's minds, I'm sure, it doesn't matter what the cost is anyway to protect our kids. Um, would They need to be safe when they go to school, and that's something we can do immediately. Um, Representative Steve Exaros is introducing legislation to ensure that there's at least one resource officer in every school. Mm. Um, that's, again, something that can be done immediately. I hope the legislature takes that up and passes it immediately. Um, if they don't, I'll certainly be his strongest supporter in the Senate when I am elected. Um, and I feel that, you know, another part of that is the school districts working with their local police departments to determine what the needs of individual schools are, which I know they do for the most part now, but I don't believe there's any kind of state statute relating to that as far as a police department coming in, making a report, recommendations for that specific school, what needs to be done. Um, And then as far as funding, you know, if the school district, the school budget can't afford certain recommendations, I feel like the state should step up, fund those um, initiatives, make it happen, whether through a loan or just pay it outright and not be repaid by the school district. There's billions of dollars in surplus right now on the state level. There's no reason why we can't make that happen right now. It is amazing to me that there's that much money sitting around and all we can talk about is taking away people's rights. Um, But instead, uh, you know, we could certainly make a big difference. You know, it's Eric Pratt from Gun Owners of America. I watched an interview with him today and he made a statement. I haven't checked it to see if it's true, but I bet you it is. He doesn't make these statements without truth behind it. But he said that there has never been a school shooting in any of the schools that have allowed armed uh, teachers and staff and administrators in that school. Never once has there been an sh- active shooting event at any school that allows, uh, and there's thousands of schools in the country that do that, mostly private, but right. um, obviously you'd have to make some concessions. But I'm a big believer it's time to end the gun-free zone failed experiment and allow teachers who would like to uh, keep and bear arms or bear arms on the job like they can if they work anywhere else. So anyway, you have the last word, Chris. Go ahead and tell us how can people find you and how can they support your campaign. And uh, go ahead. You yeah, you can find me online. Um, go to votelozon.com. It's vote, L-A-U-Z-O-N.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, again, Facebook slash votelozon. Um, and, yeah, I mean, reach out to me. I'm in need of volunteers. Obviously, funding's always an issue. Um, if anyone would like to host an event, meet me, speak with me. Please reach out. Um, you can send me an email, reach me on Facebook. Um, there's also a campaign phone number you can call. Um, I work right here in Hyannis. Alignments Plus is the repair shop I work at. I'm working full-time because i got to keep food on the table for my kids. So right. if you want to okay. come down there and talk to me, I, you can do that, too. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you. And if you travel or want to get your license to carry in multiple states, check out our Utah 36 state concealed carry class. Get everything you need to apply for the Utah license at the end of the class. Go to capegunworks.com and then click on the class link to book a class today. 
We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm Toby Leary, your host, and I am joined right now with one of our world-famous instructors and and sales staff, uh, Nicole. How are you today? I'm good. How are you today, Toby? I'm doing great, thanks. And uh, I don't know if anyone gave you the, the Atta Girl yet, but I got a nice email from... Andrus Sobel, who is a student of yours, and it says, Dear Cape Gunworks, yesterday I got a one-hour session from Nicole. I have to tell you her knowledge and expertise was evident. I left Cape Gunworks feeling safer and more knowledgeable about being a new LTC and gun owner. Thank you for pairing me up with her. I look forward to visiting your shop soon. Have a great day. So, a girl, you did a wonderful job with her, and and that's just a teaser out there of what people can expect if they come to Cape Gunworks and and take a lesson with you, Nicole. But you want to tell us what's coming up in as far as classes are concerned uh, for the month of June and July, right? Of course, we have a bunch of um, LTC classes coming up on June 29th at Wednesday at. Excuse me, at 530, we're going to have a ladies-only LTC. Um, I'll be teaching the class, and I hope to see all you ladies out there. There is going to be another one July 13th, but I'm definitely looking forward to the one on uh, June 29th. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. We also have an um, awesome class coming up on July 2nd. So for all those people who are coming down for vacation and want to sneak in that LTC class early in the morning before they hit the beach, hit the barbecues, they can come on in for the July 2nd one. And if you come in, you get a $50 gift coupon that you can use to your further purchase of $500. So when you want to come in after you get your LTC, get your new gun, you can use that coupon. Nice. Oh, that's a great deal. And, um, you know, I thinking of the ladies only LTC class reminds me of that uh, quote that I would never join a club that would allow me to be a member. So I would never go to a class that would have me as a get. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, The ladies only class is awesome. And the fact that a woman is running it is even better. Um, It's pretty funny when you, you know, we used to have some ladies only classes in the past went before we had female instructors and we were like, 
yeah, so the ladies only class is with me, you know, and they're like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. But no, it's wonderful that uh, the ladies only classes are taught by the women instructors here at, at Cape Gunworks. And I, I think it's great. And it's awesome. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, have more of them in the future. So um, that's exciting. Uh, so you've been teaching the LTC, you've been doing private lessons. And uh Doing Don't forget league night. We have league night oh, Monday nights. Yeah, $20, you come in, you shoot, you have three magazines, a holster, and your pistol. And the nice thing is with uh, the league night is most people have never shot on the move. We did a, a night shoot on Monday night. Woo-hoo. How many people actually get to shoot at night? Right. So we get to try out different kinds of variations of obstacles that people would never get, and it's only $20. Nice. So that's another thing to look forward to as well. Yeah, that is, that is exciting news, and I, I guess... Part of me is sad. The other part of me is excited that I've passed the baton of the Action Pistol Night or League Night, whatever you want to call it, to you and Glenn Wilcox, our senior instructor, and Nicole. They're doing a fabulous job. I got an email today as a result of one of the guys who came Monday night and said it was phenomenal, and they, they loved it. So Monday night from 5 to 7, right? And uh, so if you want to sign up for that or sign up for the ladies-only class, or the ladies only LTC, or that, what was the one on the second? So we have the Star Spangled Saturday special Ooh. on July 2nd. So you got to go to capegunworks.com and sign up for those. Thank you so much, Nicole, for visiting with us and giving us an update. And don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday and Ladies Night every other Thursday, or try one of our range experience packages where you don't need a gun license to try it out. We will be back after this. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. The number here is 508-444-2120. It's the live phone number, or you can call or text that number. 
508-444-2120. You can leave a message when we're not broadcasting. Include your first name, location, and your question, and I will make every effort, I promise, to get to it, which we are going to do in this segment. I'm going to get to your questions here and comments as well. Uh, But before I do that, I want to talk about one of the usual suspects, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who's a representative from Florida. She's no stranger to politics and at one point, I think, ran the Democratic National Committee until she was like forced out under shameful um, (laughs) situational conditions. But uh, she says, and she's honest about this, that the Senate's gun control bill that is about to, you know, that allegedly they have the 60 votes for is just the beginning. So they can only go up from there. They're getting the conciliatory gun control done with the help of willing and able Republicans to go ahead and violate their oath of office and break their um, their oath to the people they, they pledge to represent. But she said, um, in the beginning, she said more significant gun control. It's just the beginning. She said more significant gun control is coming. We were expecting, we were expecting moderate reform at best. I wasn't expecting anything of significance, Wasserman Schultz told NBC, uh, MSNBC's Alex Witt. Anything you can do to put an obstacle in the path of someone who would do to themselves or someone else harm and save a life is a step we should take while saying we should push for a lot more. It's only the beginning. It has to be only the beginning, not the end. Uh, Wasserman Schultz added that extremists will now likely target Senate Republicans and everyone in Congress. So there you have it. If you believe in the right to keep and bear arms, you're now an extremist, according to DWS. Uh, So, yeah, I guess I'm an extremist now because I believe in the right to keep and bear arms. And I do believe that you're an oath breaker and you should be voted out of office. So, yes, I will target Republican senators and congressmen who vote with the Democrats to support this gun control legislation. I'll also oppose Democrats who voted for it as well. Um, It says we have an We absolutely have an opportunity to move forward. And let me be clear, Alex, for those of us who support much more significant reform, this is just the beginning, she said. We have to begin to make some progress. And I'm glad those 10 senators had the courage thus far, I'm going to add for emphasis, to break their oath of office. I guess it takes great courage to break your oath of office. All right. There's a great article about all that on um, Ammo Land. Uh, by Lee Williams. And so that's what I was reading from. But take a look at that. Let's get back to your questions. And we all know that's been, been the, the the net result of it all. That's the end result of it anyway. And I mean, for 20 years plus, I guess it's approaching 30 years I've been a gun owner. Um, I've been saying, you know, very similar type of things. A lot of times in the echo chambers, we're all in. But whenever you do branch out and try to reach across and talk to somebody who is not necessarily a gun owner or believe in the second amendment, um, you can, you can see that, you, you know, through, we, we talk about the incremental loss of rights and they're like, Oh, come on. No one's coming for your guns. And we remember after Sandy Hook, Obama said, look, no one's coming for your guns, you know, 
but there's been this pivot in the past two years. Now they're coming for your guns. You had Beto O'Rourke, hell yeah, we're coming for your AK-47 and your AR-15s. And then he said, oh, no, 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 we're not really doing it. Now he's back to, yeah, we are, we're coming for him. And so he holds his finger to the wind and sees which way the wind's blowing and then, you know, political expediency and whatnot. But the point of the matter is everybody has known that people who are anti-gun will play the long game and they will settle for incremental uh, degradation of your rights. Um, So that's, you know, they're just starting to say the quiet part out loud now. So anyway... Um, G-Web says it's cool to have league nights to meet other gun owners and shooters in the area too. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I love that dynamic about, um, our action pistol shoot that we do on Monday nights and my 12 year old daughter does it. And there's probably some people that are well into their seventies and everything in between. A lot of them are new gun owners. A lot of them have been longtime gun owners and just the camaraderie around the gun is, has been great, you know, people talking tactics and techniques and gear and, you know, just hanging out, good night out of the house with like-minded people. Some people treat it as a date night and get out of the house with their spouse. Other people have taken their kids, you know, significant others and kids to the, you know, one guy was taking his like 16, 17-year-old daughter before a couple of years ago. And I thought it was great, you know, it was awesome. Um, so whatever reason gets you out of the house and gets you shooting guns, we, we usually say, um, the family that shoots together stays together. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's a great activity that you can do, um, with each other and, and, you know, bond. And there's also some bragging rights that go along with it. Right. So you got one shooter that thinks they're the top dog, they're the top dog in the family. And then the other, the better half outshoots them. And uh, it's it's always a good chance to, uh, you know, rib each other, you know, obviously in a friend friendly way. But easy. Unfortunately, we don't have that as part of the uh, league night. But anyway, um, so um, that's it. It's just the beginning of gun control coming down the pipeline. But the beauty of it, in my opinion, is they are collectively shooting themselves in the foot. No pun intended. Um, National Review had an article that says that the GOP should be very, very careful and cautious over the Senate deal. Because, let's face it, the midterms are a couple months away. Campaigns are going to start firing up in earnest in the next couple months. We're going to have, you know, endless ads and there's still primaries like in a lot of states a lot of states haven't had their primaries so if i'm running for something if i was and my opponent the incumbent voted for this bill it would be the number one talking point of my campaign that they have zero integrity and are willing to break their oath of office and you know i think that they're crazy it's it's suicidal i remember after a political suicide, let's clarify. <laughs> um, but I remember after the 94 assault weapons ban, there was a huge shift in the House as a result of that. And even Bill Clinton said, you know, 
he even acknowledged that those people got voted out of office because of their willingness to vote with the Democrats on that huge monumental mistake that lasted 10 years for the whole country and that I'm still living under here in Massachusetts as some other people are in other states but there you have it it's better to not get in this situation in the first place and vote people out who are willing to bend and break their oath of office but that's all I got for you that's the best two-hour show I got on this particular day uh you you drew it all out of me (laughs) so anyway stay tuned for some special content after the show we got another episode of toby takes on the world and uh thank you for tuning in and remember the show ends here but you can always tune in at capegunworks.com forward slash rapid fire or call or text the rapid fire line at 508-444-2120 and leave your message but keep up the good fight support your local community be an advocate and put on the face of responsible gun ownership in your community. And together as Americans, we can overcome. I approve this message. (laughs) I'm Toby Leary, and may God bless you. We'll see you next time.